0: Welcome to the Family Huddle Podcast. We understand family with God's design, and yet, our families can often be the place in our lives where we're the most ungodly. In this podcast, we're hoping you find encouragement from God's Word, as well as practical ways the gospel can touch down in your own life, your home, and your family. We also hope to share some laughter, great stories, and let you know you're not alone, no matter your season or circumstances.
1: Hello friends, welcome back to the Family Huddle podcast. We are glad to be back with you. We are Travis and Stephanie Armstrong, coming yeah. live from our kitchen, kitchen. table.
2: Yeah, <laughs> hopefully there won't be any like uh, interruptions.
1: No, the dishwasher has stopped running. Yeah. Um four out of four children are in bed, as yeah. far as we know it. So, so we pray there's crossed.
2: no podcast bomb <laughs> exactly. from one of our children, because <laughs> I think they hear us on this, and they just, I think, are itching at the bit to like, yeah. we want to be a part of the podcast. I'm yeah. like, well, what would you contribute? <laughs> really, the jury
1: is out there. Yeah, <laughs> but they may get to say hi one of these times. We'll see. Totally. Well, we're back in our um, swimming in the deep end series. Mm-hmm. We have, as we said last week, passed the halfway mark, which is kind of crazy, and now we're um, kind of on the down slide, although we've got a few more weeks to go. yeah. (laughs) But new topic, new um, kind of focus now. We spent the last two weeks talking about commitment and truth, Uh and this last Sunday we talked about communication. Yeah. And next Sunday we'll talk about um, conflict because right. they go together.
2: They do, and I think we, there's been a strategic movement within Reengage to go from the vertical to the horizontal, because okay. the vertical relationship with God will always affect the horizontal relationship we have, obviously with our spouse and others. Yep. And so now we're looking at communication, but I think it goes to say like the first thing that needs to be communicated to us is God's word. And that would be something that we would treasure in our heart, and above all else, we're daily listening to Him. Yep. Because for sure, that will affect how well we're able to communicate with others.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, we have sort of a um, a walking real life example Mm -hmm. in our home. Yeah, we have a two year old.
2: Uh, yeah. Who is learning out there that have two year olds. (laughs) God bless you.
1: That's right. We have forgotten. We are—he's our baby. So it's been a while since we've had a two-year-old, and we were remembering just how exhausting these years are. And in particular, right now he's in the—he's um, learning to communicate. Right, yeah. like every day he strings a few more words and yes. thoughts together. But we're in that sticky season where um, sometimes he is so frustrated and. Therefore, we are also frustrated uh-huh. because he is trying to tell us something, and we are desperately trying to understand uh-huh. it. But until those words, you know, become crystal clear, or until he understands how to formulate a thought, it's just a lot of hit and miss. Yes, which then can sometimes end up in like a puddle on the floor, <laughs> either him or I, <laughs> during the day. But I feel like, um, you know, that's such a raising a toddler is such a perfect. I don't know, example.
2: Example. Of
1: what can also happen in a marriage. Right.
2: Because the goal of communication is mutual understanding. Right. So we're trying to understand a two-year-old, and they can't quite communicate with their language limits Yeah. uh, what really is going on in their life. I think sometimes we struggle in marriage, as well as not only the marriage relationship, but even with other relationships. Yeah, just adults in general. communicate in such a way that there's mutual understanding.
1: Yeah. And I think also, um, you know, we... To prioritize mutual understanding right is um, even that can be a radical concept because yeah. that does require sort of a um, laying down of yourself mm-hmm. uh, thinking about what the other person yeah. making sure that they feel heard yeah um, in a world where honestly we all we hear about is the importance of me yeah and my voice being heard and my opinions being, Mm -hmm. you know, taken for what they are. And it's just such a, um, the principles of God, of the word of the kingdom of God, as we have said over and over are so countercultural, to what we see around us, but also to our flesh. Yeah. As we did this lesson, some of this just kind of hit me in the face. Like whatever I naturally tend to do, typically the wiser thing is the opposite of that, Right. Right. (laughs) you know, when it comes to communication. And we had a really great time, um, hearing from another couple from Dave and Mindy Heine Mm -hmm. this last week, sharing just some kind of, um, battle notes, (laughs) right. From years of marriage, just things they've learned. I loved how they set it all up. You know, a lot of these things, principles aren't rocket science, but we just need to be reminded Mm -hmm. of what's good and what's helpful and what's wise. So they did that, um, so beautifully for us. And then we got to just kind of share in our small groups, um, our struggles in this area and our lesson this week really focused on some of these negative communication patterns that we fall into. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if you want to share some of those Trav and we can kind of touch on those quickly.
2: Totally. Well, I think one is, um, you know, there's, there's four that are listed here. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think one that stood out to me, um, for sure is that whole negatively interpreting, um, you know, where you're, almost kind of what we would call catastrophic thinking you're thinking the worst sometimes of a person or you're thinking worst of their their communication thinking something that's that's there that's not actually there
1: yeah reading into it reading a kind into of- a
2: situation reading into words mm-hmm. um and so you can play these games in your mind and go oh well i feel like this is a negative thing that's happening when the reality could be something totally different yeah and um and so you know I, I, I can totally understand um, in, in a way uh, that whole negative interpretation.
1: And in a way like that um, pattern goes right back to what we talked about last week about nurturing truth in your mm-hmm. marriage. Yeah, And so a way to maybe not slip into that is to just prioritize like, hey, let's, you know, even in my own heart or mind or whatever, let's think about, is this actually happening or am I just imagining this yeah. or am I just jumping like 10 conclusions down the road? Yeah. Um, Cause we can all be guilty of that, but right. truth is truth is truth liberating.
2: Is <laughs> it is. And I think, um, again, we talk about so much about truth because truth, obviously when we think about what is true, then we're going to think differently about situations. Yep. Instead, what can happen, the battlefield is in the mind. And so we can have things get lodged, thoughts that can become uh, roosting in our mind about something um, that's not actually happening. Yeah. And so I think we have to, as Scripture says, take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ and dismiss the things that um, are negative interpretation or negative thoughts. And to combat that is to think positively, to think the best yeah. of, of, of your spouse, Right. To think that they have the best intentions and not coming at you with the worst intentions. Yeah.
1: Or if you're not understanding, just to simply say, like, I don't, don't is this what you mean? You know, like sometimes we don't even just do a simple thing like that. It's just all up in our head. Yeah. And uh, we don't give our spouse a chance. Right. And so that was a, you know, that's one that you and I have worked through, I would say. Um, Right. Well, first of all, let me just say, we're always working through all these things. We have not mastered. We've not (laughs) Not mastered this. Pretty much
2: highlighted like every (laughs) um, negative communication pattern. We've
1: all fallen into them. The four that we talked about, and this is not a comprehensive list. This is just, you know, the four that they chose for us to talk about. But withdrawing and avoiding, escalating, as you said, negatively interpreting, and then invalidating. Yeah. And we just had a part of our homework this week was to really um, think about these patterns and just get kind of honest before the Lord, you know, in our own heart about yeah. which one ones we struggle with. And then we kind of talked to our spouse about it. It was good. Yeah, it was good. And it's just another one of those lessons that's a real dagger to the heart. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's also, it's so worthwhile. Yeah. Um, because I think it's good to just kind of say where you're at with each other, you know, and admit like, yep, I'm guilty of that one. I think in our early years of, um, marriage, we probably the withdrawing and avoiding was something that we, um, had to work through. Yeah. Kind of had to figure out. Which was really
2: hard in our 400 square foot apartment. Yeah.
1: That's one of my favorite stories to tell. We, (laughs) when we got married, we moved. Trav started seminary, and we were in a one-bedroom. Well, really, it wasn't even. It was more like a studio apartment. Yeah. And it was 650 square feet, and it was laid out like a hotel suite. So, <laughs> I just have clear memories of some of our earliest disagreements. Yeah. Fierce um, conversations.
2: Fierce fellowship. Fierce I mean.
1: fellowship. We, you know, we disagreed about something, and it was kind of the classic. I'm going to my corner and you go to yours. Well, in a 650 square foot area, mm-hmm. one person ended up because there was a door that divided the spaces, just one door. <laughs> so one person got the bedroom and the bathroom. So that was strategic if you wanted to lay down yeah. or had to go to the bathroom. Right. However, the other person got the living room and the kitchen mm-hmm. and the front door. Yeah. So, you know, if you're hungry or wanted to watch TV, that was great for that person. Well. What happened, however, is when one of us needed the opposite thing right. it was a real bummer. Yeah. Because in those days our maturity was probably not <laughs> not where it should have been. So we sort of withdrew and then stayed there until we could figure out like, okay, yeah. this probably is the best way to communicate and this is getting us nowhere. And also I'm hungry. We or really I couldn't go to the bathroom.
2: Withdrawal withdraw a void because yeah. there was no space to do that. No. It was probably God's way of making it was. us communicate. Um, yeah, I think too, you have invalidate, this one really stands out to me because I think for guys in particular, we have this propensity to dismiss, minimize, or put down other person's thoughts or feelings, um, without actually hearing from them and trying to understand where they're coming from. I think, you know, as guys, we want to be the fixer and we want to go, okay, well, you're going through this problem. Let me tell you the reason why you have a problem. Yes, and it's like a plus b equals c, <laughs> and we try to put things in a formula and spit it out, and you should be better. Instead of going, okay, maybe I need to understand where you're coming from, even when uh, maybe I can clearly see what or the issue is.
1: Just listen, or just listen. That's you know, I think that's. We laughed about how many words women. Um, you know, I think there's like research of how many words a day women typically need to get out and yeah. then how many men need to get. Yeah. And it's like 12,000 to like what, 2,000 or something? Yeah.
2: Probably less than that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so sometimes <laughs> we're just talking and we just simply want to be heard. Yeah. Which brings us to a funny little example that, yes, this is a podcast, so you cannot see this, but we, We can't stop laughing about this video that circulated a few years ago on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Um, So we thought we'd just play it for you because... It's a
2: perfect example of this invalidate.
1: Yeah. And the dialogue is classic Classic. for what we're talking about.
2: This is called, it's not about the nail. Yes. So to set this up for you, because you can't see it. That's right. (laughs) You have a wife and a husband sitting on the couch and the wife is describing pain that she's experiencing, yet she has a nail sticking out of her forehead. (laughs) As you can probably already surmise, the the, the conversation that ensues, it's hysterical. That's pretty but good. again, a funny way to talk about this point on invalidation. So listen to this.
0: It's just, there's all this pressure, you know? And sometimes it feels like it's right up on me. And I can just feel it, like literally feel it in my head. And it's relentless. And... I don't know if it's going to stop. I mean, that's the thing that scares me the most, is that I don't know if it's ever going to stop.
2: Yeah. Well, you do have
1: a nail in your head.
0: (laughs) It is not about the nail.
1: Are you sure? Because, I mean, I'll bet if we got that out of there... Stop
0: trying to fix it. No, I'm not (laughs) trying to fix it. I'm just pointing out that maybe the nail is causing... You always do this. You always try to fix things when what I really need is for you to just listen. See, I don't think that is what you need. I think what you need is to get the nail out. See, you're not out- even listening now. Okay, fine. I will listen. Fine. It's just, sometimes it's like there's this achy, I don't know what it is, and I'm not sleeping very well at all, and all my sweaters are snagged. I mean, all of them. <laughs> That sounds really hard.
1: It is.
2: Thank you. Ow! Oh,
1: come on, oh, if you would just... Don't! Try to <laughs> <see>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope that comes through like it does for us. We That could have been like a hidden camera in our bedroom. I mean, how many times have we had a similar conversation? or sure. It's like... Don't tell me what to do. Just listen
2: to me. Just listen to me.
1: But you've got a nail in your forehead. So good. So good.
2: Yeah. And I think, you know, Philippians 2 says, you know, don't just look after your own interests, but consider the personal interests of someone else as more important than your own. Yeah. And I I think, you know, James 1 also talks about be quick to listen, right, and slow to speak. Mm Mm-hmm. I I think I'm just the opposite. I I want to be quick to speak mm-hmm. and and slow to listen. Um and so I I think that's really important. And yeah. um as we look at a better way is uh, is 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 validating their feelings and their thoughts and coming to a place of understanding before you try to be understood.
1: Yeah. You know, I um, I love this scripture Romans twelve eighteen that says, "If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all." And you know, the thing about con or about communication is that the way we handle it can often lead to conflict, or can lead to like resolution mm-hmm. and unity, peace in your home. Um, but it is kind of a it's one of those things, I think, that sometimes we think we're better at it than we actually are. Yeah, We're, we're willing to give ourselves the benefit of the doubt. Yep. But when we ask our spouse, like, hey, am I hard to have a conversation with? Like, that was one of our thing, our questions this week. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes, you know, we want to immediately say, like, oh, because I'm not, right? Like, it's really easy to talk to me. But if we are honest about... Oh, I make those faces. Oh. <laughs> I shut you down. Oh, I yes. leave the room. I mean, we just do things right. I think sometimes and we don't realize.
2: Right. Cuz negative communication patterns can not only be what we say, but what our body language totally is saying or not saying.
1: Yeah, and one thing that I just loved about um, what Dave and Mindy shared and again, they just they gave us like a practical a list of practical things, but one of the things that they said is that they have learned over the years trial and error um, is when you have, you know, like a situation, how can we walk away from this discussion, this point of communication, and feel as if we both have won? Mm-hmm. Because I think that's an important um, concept. It's something that we talk about even with couples when we get to do um, premarital counseling with them. Yeah. Is that we never, you never want to approach a situation seeking to win. Yeah. Because, you're not it's not you against me mm-hmm. in marriage. Right. Because we're one. Right. God's made us one. That's the beauty of marriage. Mm-hmm. Um and so if I win, then we lose. And vice versa. Right. But we want to get to a place well, if where if you win,
2: then I lose and he wants to be married to a loser. <laughs> Good
1: point. <laughs> <laughs> what we wanna do is get to a point where we both walk away feeling like yeah, we've been heard. Um we've been validated even just in what we we needed to say. Um, And that we walk away and feel like, okay, I feel good about this, even if it's not the decision I would have made. Yeah, You know, like that's possible in marriage. I Mm -hmm. think we have to maybe give some voice to that that doesn't mean you're always gonna get your way. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there's just, God blesses, he gives um, reward when we defer to one another. Out of honor for him mm-hmm. and for the marriage mm-hmm. um, because honestly, was it you? I can't remember this week we I heard I think it was in reengage, but we were talking about um, maybe it was what Dave shared okay that research has been done um, about marriages mm-hmm. and what's the single contributing factor to divorce yeah and it was conflict, mm-hmm. how you handle you conflict is the single greatest determining factor sure. um, in this particular Right,
2: because I think study. conflict done in a biblical way can actually produce intimacy. Yes. Because the goal of conflict, right, is, 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 is reconciliation, where we're, we're coming back closer together. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, though, conflict divides people, separates them, and creates a wedge. Yeah. But properly done, conflict should always result in, in, in reconciliation. Yeah. Because there's mutual understanding, there's forgiveness. Yep. Right. And so, um, yeah, conflict can go one of two ways.
1: Yeah. And we, gosh, we, I just talked about this in, in Bible study, women's Bible study, on the topic of forgiveness. Particularly, scripture says among believers, that forgiveness should always lead toward reconciliation. That should always be the goal Mm -hmm. that we are to be united as brothers and sisters in Christ. And so think even more so in marriage. Yeah. Um, you know, that is our goal. It's not just you air your stuff and I'll air my stuff. And, Mm -hmm. you know, look at our world. That's all we do right now. Everybody just airs everything. And there's so much division. Sure. Um, so, you know, God's way is better.
2: Yeah. It's, you know, if you think about this, the major issues that crop up in uh, in a marriage is conflict resolution and how that's done, um, money, and sex. Those are the three big ones when you talk about yeah. marriage counseling. The hub of the wheel is communication.
1: Hmm.
2: How you communicate in conflict is going to go a great way into, like, deciding which direction that conflict takes you yeah as well as communication around money communication around sex so communication is like the pipe
1: yeah for which sure. all this flows right
2: and so i, I think it's an, a critically important aspect of of marriage is this communication Yep. and to quote my favorite line from cool hand luke what we have here is a failure to communicate
1: <laughs> Okay. No. (laughs) Sorry. No. Do you want to hear something funny about that? I. Okay. We've been married 18 years in August. Mm -hmm. You've been in ministry a long time. I've heard you quote that line a thousand times. I don't actually know what movie that's from. Cool Hand Luke. That's the name of the movie. movie? Mm -hmm. Okay. We'll see. I've never seen it. (laughs) But I always think of that line when we talk about communication because you always use it. (laughs) Okay. That's neither here nor there. Yeah.
2: But one thing I love is, we'll jump into this now, David Mindy were really good at just giving sound, practical wisdom. Yep. And there's a whole book in our Bible. Yeah. <laughs> called turns Proverbs. Turns out, as it turns out. Uh-huh. And it's rich with, with, with just incredibly good and practical things that we can utilize in our relationships, especially marriage. And so I think right now we just love to share a couple that have really impacted yep. uh, Steph and I. So, Steph, why don't you jump in there?
1: Sure. Yeah. As we um, were just thinking about this topic, you know, I think I I often look at the book of Proverbs as, like, things I want my kids to know, Mm -hmm. Um, but I think maybe the Lord looks at the book of Proverbs, like, things I want my kids to know. Yeah. Like, adults need these reminders, too. Yeah. And and, uh, in the realm of communication, uh, a proverb that really stuck out to me was Proverbs 18.2. And it says, a fool finds no pleasure in understanding, but delights in airing his own opinions. Yeah. And that struck a chord with me. Um, well, for one thing, you know, if the goal of communication is mutual understanding, uh, this proverb says a fool finds no pleasure in understanding. Right. So, you know, we've all known that person who has no um, interest in what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, they ha- they're they not listening. They all they are interested. It says they delight in airing their own opinions. Yeah. I mean, I think turn on any kind of daytime talk show or nighttime cable news, and there you go. That's the recipe. That is the recipe. Is just air your opinion, and I think in marriage this is so damaging um, because it it's so selfish. Number one. I mean, if we just yeah. want to get to the root of it, it's pride. Totally right just want to hear your own voice yeah and prioritize that prioritize that above all else yeah. above your spouse um but i think you know that 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 one just kind of gripped me as i was thinking mm-hmm. about it because um again my flesh says listen to me listen to me i have all these mm-hmm. things i want mm-hmm. to say <laughs> and yet wisdom restrains that right it's not that we don't have opinions. Right. Of course we want to formulate opinions, but that doesn't, formulating an opinion is not the same as airing it. Correct. With no um, discernment. Sure. Or with no... Filter. Filter, with no amount of measure. Um, I just think of somebody who's kind of vomiting their words. Yeah. And not really caring at all how they land. Yeah.
2: As I heard one pastor say to, uh, to this lady who was in a marriage counseling sesh, um, she made mention of, like, she thought it was her spiritual gift that she could just, you know, say whatever's on her mind. <laughs> speak the truth. Speak the truth. It's, it's, it's my spiritual gift to speak my mind. <laughs> and he aptly replied to her by saying, ma'am, you need to bury that gift. Yeah. Because that's not biblical. Right. As you're mentioning, there's wisdom in, in, in having a filter over our mouth Mm -hmm. and thinking about the words that we're saying before we actually say them.
1: Yeah. I mean, right before that verse in Proverbs 17, it says verse 27, a man of knowledge uses words with restraint and a man of understanding is even tempered. Mm -hmm. Even a fool is thought wise if he keeps silent and discerning, if he holds his tongue, Mm -hmm. there's a real discipline there. There is. um, And that's wisdom. That's wisdom. And I think, you know we can do so much damage in just the running of our mouth yeah sometimes um and again this um this doesn't mean that you know it there's not a time for us to be heard that's that's exactly what we're talking about yeah. good communication listens to right. one another right. so it's not about shutting down or just shrinking back having no opinion or no voice it's the art of learning to be discreet Mm -hmm. and wise Mm -hmm. in when you share it, how you share it. um, Even I I think Dave and Mindy, I think one of their first things that they said was about making sure that our communication with the father is our top priority. That's right. And that, you know, even in something that I personally was going kind of wrestling through a few months ago, I was convicted. Thank, thank God convicted um, when he just kind of, impressed on me, like, be real careful that you're not talking about this to somebody else more than you're talking about it to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think, you know, in the instances in our marriage where maybe we've had to work through something, it goes so much better when I have really faithfully taken time to talk about it with the Lord, Yeah, to wrestle with it with him first, mm-hmm. because often what happens is he corrects me. Mm-hmm. And then I can come to you in a much different manner right. than if I just skip that step altogether and just go straight to you. Right. That's often when the sin comes right. in. <laughs> if you can I'm let honest. the
2: Lord correct you and then you can correct me. <laughs> <laughs> Bingo. I mean that's
1: how I prefer it, <laughs> if I'm honest. <laughs> how about you? What so, proverb stuck yeah, up to
2: you? I've got Proverbs eighteen twenty one. Death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit. Um this is really kind of a uh a shot to the spiritual solar plex because there is life and death in the tongue yep. and the words that we speak can either give life to somebody or we can take life away and so as i think through the words the words matter I, you know growing up as a kid you'd hear this phrase oh you know sticks and stones may break my bones but words will never hurt me well, that's a lie it is a lie and I think we all understand that. Words carry a weight. Yep. And it's almost like a, a bullet out of a gun. Once you fire it, it's, it's, it's going to hit its intended target yep. for better or worse. Yep. And so people remember what you say. And you yeah. think about a marriage, a person who you have entrusted your life to, and there's intimacy, and there is this connection and love. Obviously, the words that we speak to our spouse, they're going to remember those if they're hurtful. Yep. But yet at the same time, they'll remember helpful words too. Yep. And so I, we have to be very careful with what we're saying. We know in James 3 it talks about like the tongue. Yeah. <laughs> Something very small that can light a, a f- whole forest on fire. That's right. Or like a rudder can control a very small thing, but yet control a huge entire ship on the ocean. Mm-hmm. And so if we master our tongue, it shows a lot of wisdom. I think a lot of times the last thing to be converted on a, on a Christian is our right foot because we like to speed, yeah, <laughs> as one right? pastor said, in our tongue. Yeah. Um, and so I, I, I believe that this is, is, is a place in our life that we have to address. Yep. And if we are willing to say, Lord, I need help with what I'm saying and how I'm speaking to, to, my, to my wife, to my husband, um, I think it's going to go a long way to creating the intimacy, the oneness, the mutual understanding, that communication done right with words spoken the right way can, can really flourish and revive and refresh yep. a, a marriage.
1: Yep. It can build or they can tear down. Yeah. And we want to be builders of our marriages and our homes. And so I think even as we wrap up here, you know, you may not, it may not be a marriage relationship where you have a communication breakdown. It could be with a child, could mm-hmm. be at work, could, you know, family member, whatever. Um, but I think just exactly what you said, Trev. if we will not maybe worry about the other person, yeah, as much as we are concerned with our own tongue yeah, and our own self and ask the Lord, I mean, what did I, where did I just hear this week? Um, David really prays the, he asked for the spiritual MRI mm-hmm. when he says mm-hmm. to the Lord, like, search me and know me. And if there's any offensive way in me, right? Yep. Um, I think that's a, a, a prayer of humility that we all need yeah. on a daily basis. And a prayer
2: and, for God's help.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So we'd encourage you, you know, like we said, we are no masters at this. No. We are daily um, learning mm-hmm. <laughs> and growing, I hope uh, failing and getting back up and asking for forgiveness. But, um, I, I think the Proverbs are, I'm I'm just maybe going to spend some time there as we even move into conflict next week, yeah. um, and reengage and on the podcast. But, you know, we would love to hear if there's a proverb that just means something to you or that the Lord has, um, really used in your life or in your marriage, um, share it with us. We, you know, we have social media where we, uh, share a yes, podcast we every week on the family huddle or excuse me family ministries instagram and facebook and we'd love it if you would share a proverb um, yeah. that god has used in your life in your heart
2: love to hear that yeah so thank you and again um we appreciate you listening uh, uh you know we don't have it all figured out but we are striving to uh to keep our eyes fixated upon jesus because mm-hmm. when you fix your eyes on jesus it fixes a lot
1: yeah and also I think to to be salt and light in our world mm-hmm. with our words right Absolutely Okay. Well,
2: I hope this has been helpful for you and an encouragement as we talk about this area of communication and whether you're married or single or, uh, parenting or friendships with others, communication obviously is, is critical. Yep. And so let me close tonight in prayer. And, uh, thank you again for, for listening. Heavenly Father, we're so grateful, um, that you have communicated to us in the gospel, uh, a message that brings life um thank you that the words of god um do that um where where there was where there was death in our life your words brought life as peter would say to jesus where else would we go you have words of eternal life Mm -hmm. and so thank you for that and thank you for giving us proverbs thank you for giving us the scripture And I pray that we would continually um, immerse ourselves and be saturated with the Scriptures so that we can speak in such a way that is with wisdom, that considers the interests of others, even above our own, so that we can use words that build up and give life instead of tearing down and destroying in all of our relationships to the glory of God and for our good and for the good of others. Help us to communicate in a way that's Christlike. In Jesus' name,
1: amen. Amen. Well, as always, friends, thanks for listening. Thanks for being with us this week. And we look forward to being back with you next week talking about conflict. conflict. Yeah, you
2: don't want to miss out on that one. <laughs> yeah,
0: doesn't that sound exciting?
1: We'll see you then. All right, bye-bye.
0: And here we are wrapping up another episode of the Family Huddle podcast. Um, I know we say it every week, but we really do mean it. Thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with us today and hopefully you are able to take a little bit of time and share this episode with a friend um spouse, someone that came to mind maybe as we walked through this topic of communication and we just yeah, we appreciate you you listening and and sharing it with others as well as taking a couple minutes if you're able to subscribe so that you're notified when our new episodes come out. Take a little bit of time to leave a review as you're able, Um, and all of that goes to help others to be able to find us and for our content to not get lost because algorithms are always changing, um, which that's super fun. But I hope that today's episode was helpful. I feel like there was a lot of really funny, lighthearted moments in it. Um, And I do believe we're going to post that nail video to our social media as well. It's just too good. Um, Or maybe you'll take the time to pause the episode and actually watch it too, because it's funny to listen to, but it's better to watch. But also with that, then just the practical piece of walking through what is the goal of communication? And not only how can the person that Maybe you're struggling to communicate with improve, but how can you improve? And are you willing to hear those areas that maybe you're not knocking it out of the park in and maybe could grow in? And um, they walked through quite a few Proverbs as well and one that stuck out to me. So I'm going to share mine, Steph had asked, and please do post, message, email. Um, We'd love to hear from you, your thoughts on and encouraging scriptures on communication And hearing well and caring well for others. But I think we talk a lot about the negative side of communication. But in Proverbs 25, verse 11, it says, A word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in a setting of silver. And something to keep in mind is communication is worth taking the time to dig into and to learn. It's worth learning to be a good listener. It's worth learning to hold your tongue and speak well, and speak in turn, because it can be really, really beneficial. Um, God can use you in a really sweet way in the life of your family or a friend. Um, And if you are unwilling to learn to be a good communicator, you miss out on those positive opportunities as well. And that's something that's helpful for me when I think about all the ways that I poorly communicate and the ways that I fall short. It's a worthy goal to continue to ask God, help me to be someone who is a good listener and a good communicator and to be willing to wait my turn and take my time to speak words that are truly fitting um, and encouraging. So that's my little blurb for you. Um, Again, we hope to uh, hear from you guys and then hopefully we will see you again soon.